Hello again. It's nice to be back with you. Yeah, hi out there. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. And I know there's four more and a few upstairs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not a bad habit to have gotten into, I must say, but it's a tough one to break. <laughs> well, it's nice to be back with you again. It's been a month, <clears throat> and Easter continues to unfold. I was struck by the way in which our scriptures, or Jesus talks about the vine and the branches. What an appropriate springtime image that is. And I, I've, as I've aged, I've grown to appreciate the way in which spring <clears throat> literally bursts out in the world around us. And I've come to notice that more and more each year as time goes on. Also, this being the first Sunday of the month, PPC celebrates communion, as do many, many churches. And our scripture today is an appropriate communion scripture as well. <coughs> we are to be connected to Jesus. And we cannot do the things that we have made reference to in the worship service up to this point. We cannot do them truly and deeply and thoroughly without being connected to Jesus. That's what uh, the, the bit of a lesson is all about. <clears throat> As spring bursts out into the world, slowly but surely, people, at least in our society, are not exactly bursting, but moving out into the world. As we come out from this isolation, the pandemic-induced separation from each other, from those we love, those we know, those we worship with, those we work with, play with, etc. Slowly but surely. We're not exploding into the world, but we are moving out into the world God has given us to this point. This description, this scripture passage today is a description, I think, of one of the ways Jesus sees us as disciples connected to him, related to him, following him. I think this passage, I probably should read it, shouldn't I, since I just realized I forgot to do that. <laughs> Let me go back. John 15, verses 1 to 8. Somebody just asked me, how am I doing with these um, virtual worship services? And I said, I'm doing fine, but I just proved that wrong, didn't I? <laughs> okay, John 15, verses 1 to 8. Those of you at home, if you have your own Bibles, you might want to read along with me. I'm reading from the uh, New Revised Version, which will be slightly different than the text on your screen. <coughs> Jesus is speaking. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. 
I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. I think this passage is at least as much descriptive of what discipleship is like than it is some kind of a moralistic standard to be held up to. Jesus reminds us that our life, our spiritual life, comes from inside of us and has to do with our connection to God. Our religious life is not based on what happens out here, on what the law says or the commandments. Our spiritual life is based on our relationship with God. It can never be any other and be true. That's what Jesus is getting at here. If you're not connected to the, to the deep roots, the vine, the essence of that plant, then you're going to have a hard time being out where the plant sends you, where the, the vine grows. Descriptive, not moralistic. This is how it is. Pay attention and act accordingly. Our faith unfolds in relationships. The relationships that we have around us are like springtime plants connecting to each other. And Jesus reminds us to stay focused. Then there's that part about the pruning. Ooh, I wouldn't mind skipping over that sentence. I have found in my life, spiritual life, physical life, every, kind, every aspect and dimension of life, that, alas, I need to be pruned from time to time. It's not fun. Sometimes it hurts. <clears throat> Sometimes it's embarrassing. <clears throat> but I have found as I look back on my life that all those places where the pruning took place were opportunities and almost always instances of the beginning of growth. When I look back at the ways in which God has pruned me, I am thankful now. There were times during those prunings when I thought, oh, God, let's get this over with. Why me? All kinds of excuses and attempts to run away. But God takes care of us and, as a loving gardener, prunes us so that we will be better. <coughs> what will PPC be like? after the pruning of the pandemic. And now the pruning of post-Tobin time. I know that was a bit of a shock for you all. 
but that's a way in which God works. God's working in Tobin's life. God's working in PPC's life now as you move into the transition phase and into what new chapter of the life of PPC you're going to write. And as we move out of post-pandemic, you can have two things you're dealing with. Transitional pastor, post-pandemic. How will you worship? How will you do Christian ed? How will you do pastoral care? My guess is, and I don't really know, but you have developed online ways to do all of that stuff. So how now does the new world open up to us? Is PPC going to be run like a business? Does it function and have fellowship like a country club? Those are models for social organization that are around a lot. And one of the issues that churches face is discerning the difference between a business and a church, a country club and a church. And the only way to discern that difference, one of the ways, is with this passage. How is what we are doing an expression of being a, a, a branch of the vine of Jesus? That's the best measure for us. I want to tell you a little story that I know I didn't tell last time, and I don't even remember if I shared it with the Pastor Seeking Committee when I worked with them eight, eight years ago. About 25 years ago, more or less, when I was a pastor at Whittier Presbyterian Church, we were developing new ministries. And we heard about this tutoring program that happened to have started here, if I remember right. Does anybody remember that? Aha. <laughs> so I wasn't just, I didn't dream it last time. I didn't make it up. I remember coming over, and there was an old guy who ran the program. And I met with him somewhere on your grounds here, and we talked for a good long time. I had heard him speak at Presbytery already, so I had some idea of the program. I went back to my church, told my folks, they came over and looked, and we started what, what we called the homework house, and I think that's what it was, it was called here, yeah. And that was the best ministry project that we developed in my whole 28 years at Whittier Presbyterian Church. We already had a preschool, and that was a wonderful ministry to the community. But when we opened up the homework house, the fruit that was produced was amazing. Many, many families found us to be not necessarily their church, but certainly their community. And we had moms bringing food and organizing holiday parties. Now, a number of them were Catholic. They went to Mass on Sunday and confession on Saturday and all of that stuff. They never became Presbyterians. But because we were rooted in Jesus and we ministered in the name of Jesus, they felt and sensed Jesus' presence with us. 
and acknowledge that. It was a wonderful, wonderful ministry. And it was inspired by PPC. Now, I don't know what current ministries you have. I probably should have done more homework. But what of those are you going to continue into the future? Or perhaps, what have you learned in this last year and a couple of months of the needs in the community around you? And how might you specifically, as PPC, apply your gifts, your talents, your treasures, your time, to doing the work of Jesus. Now, I thought tutoring kids who were struggling in school was very much related to what Jesus is talking about right here in John 15. That when followers of Jesus go out into the world, they are to stick with Jesus, be rooted in him, be, be connected in some way. Best way to do that, of course, is prayer. And as you, as a congregation, approach this next chapter in your life and you decide who do we want to be our pastor, one of the things that we do in the Presbyterian Church is do a mission study. Now, we're still too early in the process for you to know exactly how that's going to look. But the church examines its community and says, okay, here's where we are and who we are. How do we be faithful to Christ in this new situation? That's a part of the challenge that awaits you. However you do it, I pray and I trust, knowing you as, as well as I do, which isn't much, but enough to trust that you will be faithful to Christ. You will remain rooted in the vine as you go out and do your ministry. That's been your history. Pandemics call faith into question sometimes. But just like pruning a bush, sometimes a pandemic can force us to think thoroughly and deeply enough to get rid of some of the chaff, some of the dead weight of the vines and bushes to focus more clearly on our ministry. As you move into your future, may that be the case for you, that you will draw the food that you need from Jesus and be able to help nourish the world around you. Jesus provides it. It's there for us. Hopefully not all of us need to be knocked off our horse like Paul was. That was a severe pruning. And you remember, if you remember the story, he lost his sight for a few days. It's quite a dramatic story. And, and there are Christians throughout history that can tell such a story. But for most of us, it's the quiet, daily rootedness in Christ that reflects our faith in everything that we do. May PPC continue to be faithful as you move into this next chapter of your life.